0: Welcome back to Screenfish Radio. I'm so glad you could join us today. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling hungry. Hungry for some snakes. <laughs> it's Shay's, Shay's face when I made that joke. It's, that was worth the price of that joke. As awful as it truly was, was that face. So this week we're talking about the Hunger Games prequel, uh, the ballad of songbirds and snakes and all other types of creatures that may be listed in that title as well. Um, and and this week I'm very excited to have with me uh, a couple of Screenfish veterans and friends, uh, Sheun Aloaake and Daniel Collins. Welcome to you both, and thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Set years before he became the tyrannical president of Panem, 18-year-old Coriolanus Snow remains the last hope for his fading lineage. With the 10th annual Hunger Games fast approaching, the young Snow becomes alarmed when he's assigned to mentor Lucy Graybeard from District 12. Uniting their instincts for showmanship and political savvy, they race against time to ultimately reveal who's a songbird and who's a snake. The film is available exclusively in theaters, and as always, this podcast is rated S for spoilers. Um, but Daniel, Shay, what did you think Of Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes.
2: I was kind of uh, going into the movie as a um, major fan of the original series, the original, well, I would say trilogy, but I guess it was four movies technically. Um, So I was going in with that uh, kind of mindset. You know, I know the universe, I know, um, you know, a lot of the characters that were, um, you know, either mentioned or had kind of like easter eggs stuff like that like i knew um all of that going into uh this film um i will be honest i have not read uh this book yet um i have read the original trilogy but this one i um was planning on reading before watching it but uh you know time kind of slipped out of my hands but i will be reading it to kind of see the differences but um overall, i uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, again, looking at it from like a a big fan of the original movies, um, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I mean, it was um it felt like a Hunger Games movie, but wasn't the exact same. It was similar enough to where I was like, okay, I know this this universe. I know this um. Like th- this feels similar enough, but it is also different. The story was its own. Um, the characters were, in my opinion, like thought out really well, and uh, the acting was great for for all of the characters. Um, and I just had a I had a great time watching it. Honestly, like this is definitely a movie I'm gonna go and uh and see again, um, in theaters, and I'll definitely pick it up, you know, on physical when it releases in. Two and a half weeks. Um, I, 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 I really enjoyed it and um, surprised with how well it turned out, because um, it, it could have been could have been really bad,
0: <laughs> as is the case with a lot of these things. But <laughs> and also, I'd like to say thank you, Daniel, for picking it up on physical media um, <laughs> or being <laughs> interested in that. I'll pick it up on disc, and that. Oh, that's like heart. Anyway, (laughs) what'd you think, Shay?
1: I also really liked the film. Um, I haven't, I hadn't read any of the books or anything, and I didn't really remember the original series. I just saw it kind of, like, in passing. I wasn't really paying attention. Like, I wasn't a big fan. I would say. Um, so like, I know a little bit of like what the universe is. I knew that. President Snow is supposed to be an evil person like in the in the original film. So I was like, okay, like it'll be interesting to see him being younger. And I think I read in my review, like in the trailer he seemed like, he seemed kinder in the trailer and I was like, oh, I wonder how he became the evil President Snow. And I was like, I was really interested in seeing what happened to him. So yeah, I like like a good villain origin, <laughs> villain origin story, like kind of this, he's like an anti-hero kind of person. Um, And I thought that was interesting. Yeah, like I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, so much so that I bought the book and kind of skimmed through it to see, to see what it was like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually really agree with you both on this. I thought the film was a ton of fun. Um, I am uh, obviously outside the target demographic for The Hunger Games when it came out. I admit it. Um, but... You know, I quite liked the first one. I was sort of over it by the second one. I didn't even bother seeing the third and fourth one just because I was sort of tired of the series, quite frankly. I I had I read the first book cuz I was working with teens and I wanted to know what they were into and all that stuff, but I really liked the first one. Um this one I I think it's actually like this one better than the others, and I know that I know that uh we've already talked a little bit about this. But I thought they did some some solid work with the characters. I thought I, I'm not familiar with these younger actors for the most part. I obviously know Rachel Zegler. Uh, I didn't know Hunter Schaefer. I didn't know Tom Blythe. Um, I didn't. But uh, I thought Tom Blythe did an excellent job. He he was to this character what I was hoping we would get during the prequels the star wars prequels when which really before prequels were a major thing was the star wars prequels and i liked the balance that he walks throughout this movie i i thought there were there's a, i thought he did an excellent job they didn't have to have him be totally innocent at the beginning but he's still empathetic like there's a real fine line that he walks um i i i want to know what you think about the length because that's my one major criticism of this film I thought it was too long I thought it was I which is funny because like we live in a time now where uh big budget films are anywhere between two and a half to three hours now this is just sort of the way things are but I did feel like this one was too long I wondered how you two felt about that you thought it was okay
1: no, how long was it? I'm just Googling how long it was. Oh, it was before. two hours, 20 minutes. It didn't feel long to me. I think I said this to you guys in the car. It's like, I would have sat there for an, another few minutes. I don't know. It didn't. But then again, I'm not the kind of person who really notices things like that. Like, unless it's a really, really boring film, but then I, oh, this is a really long film. But other, like when people complain about length, I'm never, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I like films. I watch it. Yeah. Fair.
2: Daniel, what did you think? Um, honestly, I uh, I didn't feel like it, it was too long. Um, I honestly felt like there could have been a, a bit more. Uh, I remember, I think maybe two or three times during the film when they kind of went from one scene to the next. I was almost like, I wish they had a scene in between that kind of explained some stuff. Um, for example, um the scene after or the scene where uh snow is going to um lucy and like she's kind of in like the wilderness playing the guitar um he just says like oh they told me you would be here i wish there was a scene before that was that was kind of explaining it because the the actual scene before was completely different so i'm kind of like oh i wish there was a bit more of like you know kind of explaining you know maybe he is with people and they stay like, oh yeah, she's down by, you know, wherever it it exactly is. Um, And just like a few other times where I was like, I I just kind of wish there was maybe a quick scene that like explained what was about to happen. Um, But uh, overall, like, I don't feel like it was too long of a movie. Um, I do remember like when it was finished and we were like leaving the theater, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, that didn't feel like, you know, two and a half hours of uh, of movie. Um, and thinking about it now, like some of the other longer films that I've watched, um, for example, Endgame is what, just over three hours. Oh, yeah. And I remember watching that and like, it doesn't feel like a three hour movie, but there's so much happening, you know, a lot of action that it feels like it's much more like quickly paced. Um, so in that sense, like I, I agree with Shayun, like, I feel like for the a length of movie, I would really only care if it was a slower or a more boring movie. And it was a longer one that where I'd be like, ugh, like this is going on forever. But this movie, honestly, like I, yeah, I kind of left wishing there was a little bit more, but not feeling like it was too much.
0: See, okay. I uh, see this. Is, and I think you actually sort of touched on my feelings in some ways. I want to be clear. It's not that I had a problem with the length. I had a problem with the length of the story. I wasn't bored. I thought it was well told. I re I actually really enjoyed it. And and I think I've said this to you both. I feel like the film was they were it, it found it it felt like they were trying to finish the book because they were afraid they wouldn't get to make another one. Which, which in some ways I actually appreciate because it didn't just assume that it's gonna make money, which you get when you have a film where you're like, we're gonna break it into two parts. So we know that you're gonna see them, you're gonna see them both. Uh, I kind of like the fact that they said, look, this is one book, we're gonna do this book. And, and I was actually totally, I was okay, I understand that. But after the second part, I felt like they'd wrapped up enough of the story that I didn't need 45 minutes more. I actually feel, I agree with you, Daniel. I think they could have included more scenes like, well, they told me they were gonna, well, let's see them tell you that they were gonna be there, stuff like that. But they couldn't because they had to do that in 45 minutes, if you understand what I'm saying. Like they couldn't inflate it anymore, but the the you could have stopped it after part two and, and prepped for the next one right away if assuming that they make another one but i i got the sense they didn't know they were gonna get that chance uh, i'll give you an example i don't know if you know this story or not it's pretty pretty old story um star wars and go back to star wars um you've both seen the original Star wars right yes chain's mm-hmm. nodding no
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay well thank you for coming chey <laughs> and we'll just
2: <laughs> Kick <her> okay.
0: <laughs> well, then this really won't hit any different for you at all. Do you know what the Death Star is?
1: The ship, right?
0: Um, we'll work on it. Um, it's the big, It is a spaceship. It's okay. a space station. It's too big. It's oh, a big space okay. station. Um, and at the end of the film, they blow up the the space station, and that's the big triumph. Uh, I heard a story many years ago that when George Lucas was doing Star Wars, he wasn't sure he'd be able to make two and three. Now, of course, we know the film was one of the highest grossing films of all time afterwards, but they didn't know. They just thought they were making this goofy space movie. Uh, And his plan was that if he got to make three, the Death Star would be like the final boss in the third movie. But he didn't know he was going to make him. So he put the Death Star in the first movie. Now it works in that, that, but they they changed the whole story because he didn't know if he'd get that chance. Is why I'm saying this, and that's what I felt about this film. I was like, I really like the story they're telling. I'm even enjoying the story they're telling in part three. It just felt like, oh man, I actually wish we had another film to flesh out this story. And I don't say that very often, but it felt like it was. it, It almost felt like a different movie to me than the first two parts. I don't know what you think. You guys are sitting there silently, so you have no thoughts on that, so that's okay. <laughs> thoughts? Any anything?
1: Um, that makes sense. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Like yeah. I said, I, mean, I really liked it. Oh, go ahead, Daniel. I was just gonna say, like, uh I, I, I guess yeah, they could have ended it after part two. Um mm-hmm but i think i think part 3 had enough story and enough kind of um prep for a second movie that i'm not not quote unquote like mad that they had a third part right um i think there were uh, some scenes where i was like okay you know did this need to happen maybe not but um i think overall i i feel like it kind of had enough like important details and uh, important scenes and character moments where i'm like okay um you know especially when it came to snow like closer to the end when um you know lucy runs away and he's kind of looking for her like that's kind of almost the last straw that it, it you know she tried to kill him with, with uh, the snake under the scarf. So, you know, I, I feel like that's kind of the breaking point for him when it comes to Lucy. And I feel like that was kind of a, a necessary scene to have. Um, because I almost feel like if they did stop it at the end of part two, I don't know if it would really explain enough for where he is now mm. with like the the original movies. Um, with how kind of like nasty and, and villainous he is. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like they could have maybe shortened it and, you know, not had some of these kind of other other scenes and other plot points happening. But overall, I think it, it, it worked well enough with the rest of the movie. Right,
0: and and, and hear me say, I'm not saying that I, that stuff wasn't important. I actually thought that was a great finale. just i i i I would have been okay if they'd finished it after part two if they were making part if they were making a a next one that's why i say i I felt like they didn't know if they were going to get to make another one yeah because that could have been the start or finale that that could have been an you could have fleshed that out into a you know a slightly longer 90 minute or even 120 minute film and landed with that even even the death of uh Peter Dinklage's character, I think his name is Casca Highbottom, which is just fun to say. Um I'm like it just sort of happens and it's like oh we could have built maybe It's a small complaint but I felt it. Like when when they get off the train and there and the guy said and he looks at me and says life's a little different here. It just seemed like they had, they'd sort of tied together the main story and were prepping and and were setting me up for the next sequel. I just didn't expect another 45 minutes. I liked it. Again, I emphasize, I liked it. That's just my issue. Yeah. Um, and having not read the books myself, I wouldn't have known that going in. So as a casual viewer, it felt like they'd sort of wrapped it up and it's like, nope. You know what I mean?
1: I just see what you're saying with the with the third part, because he does, like, at the beginning, he, he seems like gradually descended to uh, more evil, like he gets more and more evil. But with the third part, it does seem like he kind of, I don't know, to me, he kind of, jumps into very evil kind of very quickly Mm. and it's like the there is i I see you're saying that like there's something missing like a little bit more would help like to see him actually go deeper into like that headspace
0: yeah yeah i i think they could have is all i'm saying i thought that what they got what they gave us was was a really solid hunger games film i enjoyed it um, I think maybe it's even that I'm think it's weird that they haven't announced a sequel yet. Like I just sort of assume that they're already planning it, but, but this is the only book prequel book. So, um, what, what did you think of, of Rachel Zegler in this movie as, as Lucy Gray, Gray Baird, 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 Beard? I keep wanting to say beard, but it's not. that.
2: It's... I quite liked her character. Um, again like I hadn't uh read the book so I didn't know much about her character um I did recently find out that some information uh about her character that I thought was true uh is not I thought that she was supposed to be like the grandmother of Katniss like I had heard uh, read that online people were like oh yeah like it's it's Katniss's grandmother Katniss being you know the title character from uh the first set of movies and books um so i was like oh like that's cool like you know it's kind of being tied in and you know this kind of is going to show why snow doesn't like katniss in the you know original uh series but apparently she has no relation to katniss uh, which uh you know is is cool um but uh, Lucy's character, you know, overall, I think, uh, I think she was uh, pretty cool. I mean, like most of the the characters, most of the the tributes, you know, she was just kind of plucked out of where she is, thrown into a a zoo, literal zoo cage, and then put into the games. Um, you know, obviously, it looks a lot different in uh, you know the original series. Again, this is. Sixty four years in the the past, um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought uh, her character was uh pretty cool. I liked the um dynamic she had with Snow, um, they kind of bounced off of each other really well. Um, I this isn't really you know her character, but the kind of romantic part of the the story, I don't think was really needed. Um, But uh, yeah, I think uh, in an interview, um, Rachel Zegler really kind of hit it on the head with kind of describing her character, um, especially describing her versus uh, like the Katniss character. Um, She said that Lucy Gray Baird is a performer who was forced to fight. And Katniss mm-hmm. is a fighter who was forced to perform. And I think that that really hits it, like it hits the nail on the head. Like, I mean, her, Lucy's whole storyline is that she is this songbird, you know, she travels with uh, the, the Covey and performs, you know, songs, dancing, you know, um, and again, was thrown into an arena and told to fight and that's not what she does you know she survives she sings she is you know this entertainer and you know was was told to do pretty much like the opposite of what um she does um but uh yeah i think i think she was a cool character i would like to know more I think it would be cool uh, if they do another movie. um, I'd like to learn more about her. And, um, you know, especially with the end, she kind of disappears. She runs off. Um, So we have no idea where she is right now. She could be, you know, caught in the capital by snow, whatever. She could be in the wilderness, you know. I'd love to learn more about her and just kind of see, um, you know, where... Where she goes from here, um. But overall, I I enjoyed her character, and I think Rachel played her really really well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I I actually Shay, what do you what did you think? I'll, I'll let you say before I say anything.
1: Basically saying I don't have a lot to say honestly. Like I liked I thought she was cool. Um. I I think I went in assuming we would also kind of follow her a bit more, um, which we didn't. And i guess i was fine because it's more snow's story so yeah kind of the same like like who is she kind of intrigued, intrigued by who she is
0: and she's not made of sugar no <laughs> i love that line that was great or is, it, is that that's what she says i think isn't it i'm not made of sugar or i'm not i'm not all sweet or something i think it's i'm not made of sugar yeah I, I have to admit, like, again, having no familiarity with the story, I was a little nervous because I was like, okay, now Zegler's one of these people now that while she's in it, we want her to sing. So I was like, how are they going to use this? <laughs> like, is this a musical? Is it like, you know, five, six, seven, eight. It's like, I thought they, I thought they incorporated the music beautifully and it fit the character. It made sense. I love the way that you put that. If that uh, Daniel though, that she's a performer forced to fight. Um, it it was it was interesting to see the Hunger Games on the other side because you know what I do remember about the original films is that it was so polished.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, it was all it was it was it was a show by then, and this time they're struggling for ratings. Mm-hmm. Um. Which which almost feels like the franchise. It's like how do we <laughs> how do we get people watching this again? <laughs> but uh, I no I so I I wasn't sure how they were gonna how they were gonna use her if at all they were gonna use. But I thought they the music works beautifully. It fits. Um. And and I, I don't know about you about you two, but it really reminded me of like American Idol. I mean, I always did sort of before, but just hearing them say, oh, if we tell them a story about them, then people will watch. And that's the, that's the conversations I imagine in my head, taking behind the scenes of so many reality shows. It's like, oh, we need to tell them stories. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, I, I thought that was really interesting. Um, I, I loved, I loved, there was a, there, and, and because of that, I think these were grittier, this film felt grittier to me than the original films. I don't know if that's the case or not. Shay's pondering.
1: I don't really remember the original. I was looking at Daniel because I was wanting to see what he was thinking. <laughs> oh, all I saw was this.
0: <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, the, the arena is just sort of a pit, um, mm-hmm. The drones don't work. Um, you've got a host that that doesn't really know how to entertain. Although he was the most entertaining part of this film, bar none. <laughs> um, Jason Schwartzman yeah. is such a joy in this movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it definitely was grittier than than the kind of the original set. Um, and I, I think it, it does kind of have to do with the fact that um, the focus on these movies wasn't the games. Um, with the, at least the the first two movies, Hunger Games and Catching Fire, like, most of the movie takes place in the games. You have a few scenes throughout where it's like, you know, some of the other characters who aren't in the actual arena but for the most part once the movie gets to the actual games section like you're in that whereas with this one a lot of the story beforehand you know is happening the games come up and we have quite a few scenes that are in the uh, in the arena um but a lot of it is, is again, it's snow. So it's outside of the arena. It's, you know, what, um, all of the, the academy students, um, the, the first year mentors, you know, their decisions, it's, you know, um, stuff they're going through and, and stuff like that. Um, again, focusing on snow. So it's a lot more like the games are kind of put on the back burner. Um, we do, of course, have some important scenes that do take place. I mean, Snow goes into the arena to, uh, you know, get his his friend, uh, Sejanus Plintz out of um, uh, out of there. Um, so it was it's was quite different and definitely a darker, grittier, you know, harsher feeling. I think overall um and even like the 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 few scenes where it was a a lighter tone like for example scenes with um Lucy singing at like this little jamboree or whatever and some of the scenes when they are by the lake it's there's just so few of them mm. so it doesn't really have that sense of like you know oh we're trying to make it a lighter movie or whatever it's this is a dark movie where there's a few lighter moments um and i i quite liked that like, you know it, it it in my opinion it made it more realistic for what i would expect to be happening if this was if that was like a real life situation
0: you know what daniel i think you might have actually tapped into why i dropped out of the series because i liked the first two it was because i felt like how many more times can we do this and watch Katniss win in the end? Like, it's the same premise. Now, by the third, I know the third or fourth go a different way. Like, I understand it's always going to be part of the franchise, and I know the third and fourth go a different way. It's the rebellion, yada, yada, yada. But I I just was sort of out by then, because the second was like, oh, well, she's going to live. Here we go. Um, But maybe that's what I liked about this one so much, is you had the games, but it wasn't the most important thing that was going on. And this one dealt a lot with the world outside the games, and I liked that. It, it felt different. Um, yeah, I think I think in you talking, you mentioning it there, that may have just clarified it for me of why I sort of left the series in the first place because I I want to know more of the characters better, um, and I think this one did a good job of that. Um, I, I wanted to ask you both a question, a quick question here. You know, the film, and <laughs> Daniel's saying no. No, you can't ask me a, que- a quick question. Okay, I'll ask you a long question. Um, I wanted to ask you both what you thought about the film's finale. And again, we're spoilers here, but I like uh, the conversation between President Snow and Viola Davis, whose name so help me, I have no idea what it is. No. Um do you know you know it?
1: Dr. Volumia Call. What? Dr. <laughs> Volumia Gall.
0: <Cole>. Sure. Um <laughs> she was so over the top in this movie, I don't even care what her name was. Um I just she just practically was going like this every scene. Um but they they have a conversation about what the games are for.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it seemed like an interesting place to land because originally the tie was to, to, to threaten uh, the, or to remind the people of what they've done when they tried to rebel, blah, blah, blah. And then he just says, it's about winning. And I wondered what you thought of that turn of phrase, because it's used here in a toxic sense. Um, Of course, in the games, winning means survival. But I just wondered what you thought about that motivation for the games and what it means to you.
1: I think he said something like it, like it reflects the real world because the real world is kind of like a hunger games. Mm-hmm. And so the games are showing us who we are, kind of thing. Um and then he's like, I am I'm a victor. So it's like I I
0: Oh that's I it. I'm a victor, being a victor. That's, I'm sorry.
1: That's a um that's what I found most interesting with the film was kind of like his, like it, it, it's literally his um, kind of motivations in life is what the Hunger Games is almost. It's like, I need to survive. Uh, and so I'm going to do that by any means necessary. And if that means people around me are going to die, then so be it. That's kind of like how he thought. But if you think about like survival, it's not, like it seems like it's not something he wants to do like he doesn't want to send his friend to the hanging tree or like want to betray all these people it seems it just feels like well if I don't do this then I'm gonna lose everything I'm working so hard to get or I'm gonna lose my opportunities or my family is gonna still be uh, in in lack or in poverty so I need to get rid of you so that I can help my family it's almost like a very righteous justifiable way of thinking which if you think of the games like if I don't kill you then I'm gonna die so I have to kill you that's Mm kind of like how he how he sees the world anyway um so I like that Like by the end of it he kind of makes it clear like oh this is the hunger games are real life almost this is who we are because I always see see that in real life like in our actual real world that's how people function it's like we don't what she said she said like if I'm filled with filled with the terror of becoming prey we become predator if I don't if i don't end you're gonna end me so i'll end you first before before you end me that's kind of the cycle of like the way the world is with the evil in the world
0: yeah I, I i love the way you put that and and that's that is interesting because it does fe- it feels like a very honest probably his most honest mo- moment in the film um yeah it's so interesting Dan- Daniel, what do you think about being a victor? you're right. the word is victor, not winning
2: um I I mean honestly, I completely agree with what Shayun said um, but uh yeah, I mean just looking at at snow, you know, he lives in the capital, but he is an orphan. Um, you know, living with uh, his grandmam, so I'm assuming like his grandmother and his cousin in a uh, an apartment that is like they're getting evicted from. Um he doesn't have the money to pay for tuition for um like the academy he wants to attend. So for his situation, and, you know, to him, you know, getting into this academy, being a mentor, um, being top of the class, winning the the plinth prize is like, is being a victor, is winning. Um, and the situation that he's in is, you know, to get anywhere in life, he has to win. Um, he has to get the plinth prize to be able to pay for um, the academy, which is going to teach him to do this and become this, which is going to give him the money to, you know, provide nice things for his family and, uh, you know, to live in a place where, you know, they're not being evicted from. Um, and I think, you know, again, agreeing with Shayun, like it's, that's, you know, if he doesn't win, somebody else does if he doesn't win the plinth prize somebody else is going to get it somebody else is going to get into the academy and and you know da, 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 da so you know he has to be the one to do it and he i think gets to a point where he doesn't care you know how he gets it you know he technically breaks quite a few of the rules to um you know help lucy win or if not breaks kind of finds a loophole like for example with the drones he sends uh like what is it like 10 water drones in when lucy's you know pretty much going to be killed by four tributes or five tributes he sends in all those drones cuz he knows the drones don't work properly and they're going to be flying in at 60 miles an hour and you know crash into them and either kill them or knock them off uh you know off of their feet to give lucy the chance to run away and hide or fight back um which technically not supposed to do but also doesn't specifically say you can't do that so you know he's really working the system in his favor um and gets to a point where he really he doesn't care who he hurts um uh, except for you know himself he wants to make sure that he's the one who's surviving he's the one who's winning um but I think overall it's not he it's not he wants to win just for himself at least it you know he wants to win for his family. so I guess there's that kind of redeeming part of it, but I mean, overall, we know what he becomes in the end with the original film. So you know, is it really worth it? Um, I guess for for him it was, but for everyone else, including his family. You know, we know that uh, in the originals, I guess, well, uh, Steve, you haven't seen it this, but um, his cousin Tigress is in the original uh, set of movies. Um, and in the original set, Tigress is actually on the side of, I guess I wouldn't say the side of the rebellion. I don't know her exact stance, but she helps Katniss. Like she mm-hmm. hides them out overnight when peacekeepers are looking for Katniss, wanting to, you know, kill her and her squad she hides them out and protects them um and then gives them some uh clothes to um kind of hide within the people of the capital she gives them like very big like kind of uh fur coats and stuff so she's you know definitely against what snow is is promoting and what snow wants to do um so realistically in the end the people who he may have been you know wanting to protect and wanting to give a better life to didn't want that better life at the cost of what he did um so i think winning is is very skewed in this um this movie but i mean also in the the originals again you win the hunger games that's great you have a great life but 23 or 22 other people just had to die For you to get this good life possibly you had to be the one to kill some of them so it's you know it's you're winning but mentally emotionally physically you may not be winning
0: you know it's interesting to compare it to the games because the games are such a metaphor for for him in a lot of ways because you see somebody who is like you said i think it was shade so he's just trying to protect him himself and Daniel talked about his family. He just doesn't want to be in the situation he's in when the film starts. You know, he's embarrassed. He's in his, he he puts on, he makes, his sister makes him a suit with buttons from the tiles on the floor, if I remember correctly. And, and he passes it off as high fashion to give the aura that he is of a certain stature. He's ashamed of the fact that he doesn't have any, any money at the beginning of the film. And he's determined... To sort of keep that keep that but then you have these these games that are held up against it which is just like kill or be killed you have the choice um so it's established it's a culture that that demands winning um the country of Panama is a culture culture that demands winning but winning is only crushing your enemies winning is power um which i think is so fascinating and now i and and they didn't go too far with it with um uh i think it's lucy gray is that her i keep wanting to call her macy gray but she's a singer um with lucy gray's character you know lucy gray's character admits that she's got a bit of a dark side but she's leaning into more compassion and trying to find ways to do trying to find ways to to keep others safe, even in the middle of the games, like she's looking out for this guy that she came with, and she feels bad that she's killed this the it was a, the young girl that she kills with the poison. Um, she's still trying to hold on to that, but then you know, at the end, you hear her say, "I'm not, I'm not all made of sugar," um, which between her and Snow creates an interesting sort of dichotomy where that suggests that both have their dark side so i'm just wondering for you both what do you think it means to fight our dark side what do you think it takes to do that because i mean these are fictional characters obviously but with these characters they sort of both show their true colors and both go different ways
1: i gonna say, it's a deep question um and if you think about like the idea of self-preservation and how because for snow and I think maybe for a lot of us like the reasons why we would do certain things that are on the dark side is because of things like fear and self-preservation like, I don't think most people are like just truly evil like, I want to just go because um so it's like it's like it's born out of this truly like it's not really an evil place it's kind of like uh, oh I'm scared um, I need to protect myself, I need to protect my family and so you know how like in the film he says it's, the, what, you, it's what you love the most that destroys you, and destroys us it's like that's where that's like the end goal is I need to protect myself and my family and so everything else is whatever um, so I think like fighting our dark sides it does take a lot of courage to not put yourself as the end goal like you're self-preservation isn't the most important thing to you you know what I mean if you start thinking outside of yourself and thinking about other people like putting others before you that's what your focus is I think that helps us fight our dark side but I think it's very hard sometimes especially when you're faced truly with like life or death situations or situations where you're like I don't know how I can survive this that's it takes great, like really great love and great um, compassion oh. for other people to come out of, to come out of that. Uh, yeah, so I don't know how easy it is, <laughs> but I think that's yeah, like that's the answer. Mm-hmm. I
2: think it's a tough question. I think it really depends on what each individual would view as a dark side because uh, or viewing specific actions as a a dark side because i think you know looking at this movie snow i don't think he really thinks of what he's doing as what we are looking at as as a dark side mm-hmm. to him it, it's self preservation it is you know, trying to, to win a prize to provide, you know, financial stability, provide a better life, you know, get into a university. Um, and, and he knows like the, the risks and, and, you know, what kind of, what he has to do to get those things. And because of that, I don't think he really views a lot of his actions as, you know, bad or bad enough to be considered like a, a dark side. Whereas I think Lucy's quite the opposite. Um, you know, she has a, a a warm heart. She has a definitely a big heart for uh others. Um, you know, as you mentioned, Steve, during the games, like she was the the first part of them, she was focused on, you know, making sure that her uh district um the the tribute from her district, uh I believe it was Jesta,
1: um
2: is doing well, like, you know she knows that he has like a, a bat bite on his neck. So he's not doing well. You know, he's definitely getting sicker and sicker with each day, each hour, each minute. But her focus right off the bat is, let's get him away from the people who are trying to kill him. Let's give him kind of a, you know, a pillow to sleep on. He can rest on my shoulder. Um, you know, and once she realizes he's too far gone, then you know she is I guess she technically wasn't the one who uh killed him, but she moves on and she's like, Okay, he's gone. I need to make sure that I'm surviving. Um and again we see with uh the the rat poison water she was more so okay giving it to the people who were trying to kill her. Um I, I believe uh, Coral was uh, that tribute's name and her through the the careers of, of that uh, games. But um once it's the other tribute, uh, I believe her name was Dill. Um, she accidentally drinks the water and dies almost right away. And Lucy's heartbroken because that was not you know, at all, she killed an innocent person in her eyes. Mm. Uh, so I think, you know, looking at at Lucy's character, um, I think her her view of a dark side is much more, um, uh, much more black and white. I think it, it's it's much easier in her eyes that somebody is on the dark side based on their actions, what they say, what they do. Um, Whereas with Snow, he kind of has, he's more looking at it as maybe more shades of gray. Um, Mm -hmm. For himself, I I don't think he really views a lot of his stuff as as darker gray. Um, Whereas Lucy definitely is kind of like, you know, whoa, this is maybe too much. I mean, um, again, she's her her voice cracks when she's saying that she's killed people whereas snow's like just kind of randomly is like oh yeah three's enough for me like he just kind of tosses it out there like it's whatever um at that point lucy only knows of two and he kind of hides who this this third person is and plays it off like oh that that third person is my old self my past self i mm. i killed him off i'm a different person now I, I mean i don't know about you guys but i don't believe it So I'm trying to figure out who's that third person at at that point in time. Um, Because I I think at that point he hadn't killed Bottom yet. So
1: it was was Um, her, wasn't it? Janus. So Janus, his friend. The one that went to the hanging tree.
0: Oh, interesting. I hadn't considered that. But he would take that on himself. Yes, he did. You're right. He did kill him in that sense. He didn't do it with his hands, but he did it with his... By reporting him.
2: That's true. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's true. I was more thinking like, you know, more literal, like he took a gun to someone or hands or whatever, but I guess, yeah, he could have just been talking about Sejanus. Um, But yeah, Lucy didn't know that at that point. So, you know, lying, playing it off like it's, you know, something else. I think he definitely looks at, you know, the dark side in uh, a much different way than Lucy does.
1: I wanted to ask, like, if you think, do you think that's because of the system he was in? Because, like, if you watch the film, if you're thinking of like villains and heroes, just like very black and white, but like the villain in this movie didn't seem to be him. It seemed to be like the games and like Violet Davis's character and the people who were orchestrating that whole thing. They seem more the bad guys in the film. Um, And so it felt like he was just kind of playing with what he was given. It's like, well, I I live in this world, I kind of have to function in this world so I have to operate with what these people are doing like it seemed like if he was born in a different place like Lucy she wasn't she doesn't live in the capital with all these things going on so she it's almost like she has the freedom to be more good whereas if you live in a place where like you said you have to survive in this place you have to be a winner then you almost are forced to play this game
0: yeah, and and he's doing it before the games even starts. Like he, like I said, he he's posing to try and show everybody that no, 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 I I belong, no, 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 I I, I do it. Um, so he's already. I, I like that idea. Shay, when you talk about that, you know, because can culture create? I, yeah, I think it does. I think it does, and I think that this particular space. Um. I mean, we, we see, we see sides, here's, here's the thing. We see sides of him that are empathetic. The best villains in stories are not just bad, you know, like a guy like Thanos, you know, Thanos in Marvel's in all seriousness, Thanos believes fully that what he's doing is for the best of humanity, but it's horrible um in his mind though he's framed it a certain way that this is how i have to live to accomplish that and in fact in his case like when he accomplishes it he's like yeah i'm good now like he really that's his his motivation snow is this franchise's darth vader you know as compared to going back to star wars he is he's the we know he's the villain but we see glimpses of this other guy this other guy who cares about his family who's just like yeah, look just don't judge me for for what my dad did or what the way i live so in a, in a very real sense i think yeah like this culture demands that he become this but he also has a choice all the way and i think they talk about choice a few times in this film um You know, this is this is a character where every little slip, every little compromise he makes. I mean, it's one of those things that by the end you go, how did I get here? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But he's, it's just a little, little compromise, little compromise, little compromise, and then too far. Um, I I thought it was well done. And yeah, I agree with you. I think I think there's something to be said. It's not culture's fault. Like he's responsible for his choices, but it does set him up for it. I mean, certainly the games are an example of this. It's like, if you don't win, you're done. And remember that. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we see that in our culture today, too. We see lots of people They say, oh, well, they're the villain. Well, are they? You know, the the cards are stacked against them here, 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 and here. I mean, but
1: it's so scary too to think. Sorry, like if you oh, put go this in real life, of like, even with like the world of the Hunger Games, where like the reason why the game started is because there was, from my understanding, there was like kind of like a rebellion, mm. but like we're fighting against the capital, and the capital was like, okay, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna punish you for centuries <laughs> for this thing that you did, um, and like it, it's it's that thing of like. Know, and know they say like hate we get hate and like this person fights so then this person retaliates and then there's more retaliation and it goes back and forth and back and forth, um and if you think about like, I think about this too with, like wars and stuff like people growing up like kids growing up, in situations where like all all they know is, you killed my parents so I hate you like this is their world, um and someone of' this on the other side of like well you're you did this so I you know what I mean and then they grow up with that kind of like, uh uh this is what they know they grow up with that experience experience. yeah that experience but then that drives them to certain situations and certain actions that then birth more of that and then even thinking with like Coriolanus and like how he's okay he's like I don't really want to do this but I'll do it because I can survive but then he grows up in this and now he's like the big guy (laughs) like doing it to other people and then how that just like that just continues over and over again if somebody knew he was going to do the same thing yeah
0: the cycle of violence. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's it's weird looking at his character um from like this movie to the originals. Because I like I definitely agree. Like a lot of what he did is what he did was, you know, I don't really want to do this, but I I, I have to. I feel like I have to do it. So it's and I think if they do make uh, a second movie to this, I, I assume they would touch more upon it because, again, in the original series, he's the president. He's literally like the top of the, the food chain or food pyramid or food, you know, whatever shape we want to use.
0: Food, wait, you may sound
2: like, you
0: know, you got your breads and cereals and then you got, it's like...
2: You have your 12 and then... Eleven, and then, no. um, but like he—that's really dark if you keep going with it. But anyway, well, they are hungry. Um, um, yeah, like he—he he is the guy. He's the number one guy. So I'm just kind of wondering, you know, if he had this empathetic side to him that realized you know these actions are wrong this Mm. thing is wrong like you know he was friends with sejanus who was against the games and wanted to help the people in in the various districts why is it when he kind of became that number one he didn't you know kind of switch over and be like lol no more hunger games let's try to help Mm. you know let's let's divide the the resources and, and whatever that way there's not You know, some districts where people are living in nicer conditions versus, you know, District 12 where people are living in like mud and Mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, breathing in coal mining air every single day. Like, you know, why didn't he, you know, once he had that power, he had that control. Why didn't he use it for good? Um, I'm hoping that we kind of get to see where he really does kind of switch over and become over consumed with the the darkness or the dark side. Um, because I, I really do feel like at the end of the movie he wasn't fully there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I, I want to know like you know what is the 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 events, what are the actions, what what happens that really breaks him fully.
1: It's interesting because in the book, like, skimming it, I feel like the movie made him more likable. Because in the book, he's so calculated from the beginning. <laughs> like, he's not even... Like, in the movie, they're like, oh, your are so Janus," And he's like, no, I just tolerate him. But it seems like he's lying. Like, he actually does care about Sejanus, and he just doesn't want to look uncool in front of the other people. But in the mm-hmm. book, it does feel like he truly doesn't like this guy. Like, he he pretends <laughs> to... He pretends oh. to care about for some reason. Like, he's reading it, I'm like, I hate this guy so much. <laughs> like, he's just so... <laughs> He'll think something and then say something completely different to what he was thinking. He's that, like, calculated. So it's interesting, like, the movie, it seemed like they wanted to make him a bit more likable for the film. Which, obviously, then kind of, you do need, like, a longer road then to, okay, how did he now become President Snow? If he's actually, like, he does care in this film.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I th- this is what I mean. I, I get the sense that they were trying to get you to the end because they didn't know they were going to get another shot, so like by the end he's wearing the garb, but they haven't gone fully far enough yet to make him entirely evil. Like we know that there's he, you know, I we believe he cares about uh, Lucy Lucy Gray, and you know, and and there is that sort of mixed thing with his friend. In the book, they may have just said, "Look, we just want to do this, and let's just go full tilt. We get into his head." you know you can you can show him as more evil um but i really like in the film they really give him a sense of, uh, portray him with a sense of conflict mm. um which i thought was really interesting um to to you both this has been phenomenal but we're running out of time i want to keep going but we're running out of time we should screen it or skip it <laughs> The Hunger Games, Songbirds and Snakes. Screen it or skip it?
1: Screen it. Meh,
2: just skip it. <laughs> Sleep, uh, no, Sleep I, through I, it. I, in my opinion, definitely screen it. Uh, I think it would be wise to watch the originals first. That way you kind of know the the world and you know some of the characters that get mentioned. But... If you're going at it, even not watching the originals, I think it's in, really enjoyable. Um, the fun movie it is. It's one that you'll be thinking um throughout, and you know, honestly, I was on literally the edge of my seat throughout watching most of it. Um, so yeah, in my opinion, definitely screen it, buy it on physical when it comes out.
0: Love the physical media that you're pe- that you're. You're popping there. Um, it, it's a it for me. I had a blast. I, my complaint about it being a little long is minimal. I just, I felt it and I didn't know, I didn't know there was more story to tell. So I thought there might be another five, 10 minutes and it just went an entirely different direction. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was good. I, I thought it was, I, I actually, Daniel, I'll say the opposite. If you haven't seen the originals, I would say don't because you don't need this this is a rare example where it's not one cheap pop after another to the original film you know they you can get to know these characters for the first time in this film and I actually appreciated that aspect of it like like I said I saw the first I saw the first two and not the last two and I didn't feel like oh I'm so lost like I don't know what any of this is this this was a true prequel you could watch it and then go back and see what happens to them if you want but I, uh, I thought it was great. I actually really enjoyed this for a, for a, shall I say, non-Marvel blockbuster. Like, I mean, most of the big superhero, or non-superhero, even non-superhero blockbuster. I thought, for, for youth, I thought it was great. Really good. Um, Thank you to you both. I really appreciate your time. I love our conversations. <laughs> Shay's going, look at that. Shay, Shay's Aww. doing the double th- Oh, you can't see it. Um, uh, I really appreciate you both but a reminder for you at home that you can find us wherever pod your favorite podcasts are available um, and you can find us like and subscribe to us on YouTube uh, smash that subscribe button please and uh, if you go to the podcast page it's greenfish.net you can download fishing for more some small group questions to get the, the conversation started with your where you are about the film um and we will be back next week and we are looking forward to that but uh thank you to you both again and for you at home we started the conversation this was screenfish